Hey guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining us for what is now episode number 27 of our Road to 2023 series. And we didn't do a Q&A this week, so making up for it with a very, very good Road to 2023 episode. And I'll let Tierra kickstart this one off. My gosh, very, very good. The pressure's on. Mm, yep. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into this. So we are giving a two-week recap on the past two weeks of our lives. Today is the 6th of March, 2022. So we're officially in the third month of the year, which is kind of cool. And boy, where we live in Australia, there's been some pretty hectic weather. And it's safe to say that in Australia, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, so if uh, you don't know about what's been going on in Brisbane and New South Wales, which I'm sure many people don't because we have lots of US listeners, but we've had some fairly significant flooding, which fortunately doesn't happen very often. Like it's happened about once a decade. The last one was in 2011. Yeah, 2011. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people unfortunately were completely inundated. Fortunately, we were okay. Like we live on a slightly elevated area and the uh, the yard just got flooded but that's about it yeah it's been absolutely tragic all here in southeast queensland and in northern new south wales if you actually looked at the bomb radar across last week just for days it was like there was just this huge blue swell of clouds that just would not go away it was just like stuck there permanently and it just rained and rained and rained and rained and absolutely wild all of the images that were going around social media like just a few streets away from us people literally in the streets and kayaks going around cars were underwater we are so fortunate and grateful to live in an elevated area and we live in what's called a queenslander which is like a house that is kind of up on stilts and here in australia when it's really hot the benefit of a queenslander is that it lets in nice air from underneath to somewhat cool your house down so at least we're propped up but here in Brisbane especially like the suburbs are kind of like in peaks and troughs and if you're in a trough obviously all of that rainwater pools there and uh, it's been it's been quite crazy but luckily the rain has passed now a number of days later but boy that this past week it's just it's put a very it's almost put a very strange atmosphere in the air as well. It's just tragic. I feel my heart goes out to everyone who's just had to deal with flood water. You know, it's one of those things that it kind of reminds human beings that some things are just completely outside of our control. Like we cannot control the sky. Yeah, it almost makes talking about our personal training nutrition a bit redundant and it pales in comparison, but but sometimes but, things like that are good because if you ever feel like, oh, I'm having a little problem or I'm, I'm feeling down today or I'm struggling a little bit, sometimes it's actually really nice to put things into perspective because it makes your problems that I just did in quotations seem so trivial, man. Mm. Well, hopefully on lighter notes, you can enlighten the listeners on your past week. Okay. Well, getting into this episode then, Road to 2023. This past two weeks, I have wrapped up another two weeks of dieting. So officially halfway through this dieting phase, which is kind of wild, it's it's just flown by. So, you know, I started five weeks ago and I've given myself about a 10 week time frame. When I first started, started off at 70 kilograms. 
three weeks later, which I think was our last update on road to 2023, I was sitting at 67.6 kilograms. And over these past two weeks, it's definitely continued to drop, but there were certainly some days where it would just hang steady, like for a number of days in a row. I remember I was at 67.4 kilograms for four days in a row. And then finally it dropped down to 67 and I was at 67 kilograms for three days in a row. And then these past two days got some solid drops. It went down to 66.7 and now 66.4 this morning. So past two weeks, another 1.2 kilograms gone, which has been pretty solid. But yeah, you know, it just goes to show that sometimes you just got to trust that things are always happening behind the scenes and you just kind of got to hang out there for that drop. But obviously I'm, I'm being reminded of, you know, all of those dieting feels and what it's like to be in a dieting phase and kind of holding out for those drops too. Cause sometimes like you really think they're coming, you know, like you can, you can almost feel it the night before, you know, like you finished all your meals and you've got all your fluid in you for the night and you're about to fall asleep and you're like, yes, a new low tomorrow. I can feel it. It's coming, right? You wake up, the next morning you step on the scale, it's the exact same number as you saw the day before. <laughs> mm. Well, I think sometimes it's more indicative of that feeling might be more indicative of fat loss rather than weight loss mm. because you are still in a deficit, even though it wasn't being reflected on the scale. And I'm sure many people who uh, have dieted or are dieting can resonate with that where they might see visual changes without the reflection on the scale. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a very nice little reminder. Thank you very much. Mm. And I guess what I always judge it off too is it's always my waistline. And I think that's quite normal. Like for example, when you're dieting, Jack, before you fall asleep at night, do you kind of guess like, oh yeah, tomorrow I'm probably going to wake up to a new low because it's based on how you feel in your core, not necessarily how you feel in your thighs or your butt. Mm. Like maybe, yeah, if I had to pick a body part, it would be my core mm. because that's probably the most or experiences the most fluctuations mm. compared to your extremities. Yeah, definitely. Well, maybe the way, face as well <laughs> in your face too. That's probably why I, and it's a common theme amongst a lot of my clients, you know, for example, they'll, they might be dieting. And sometimes when they train legs the day before, like it's clear that they were in a large energy deficit and they wake up the next morning and they feel quite lean and tight in their core. But their weight has either not dropped or it might even go up by a few hundred grams. I've never actually really thought about that before. Cause you always get the response like, man, coach, like my weight's gone up or my weight looks like it's plateauing, but I feel leaner. And I think that's because we're always judging off our level of leanness based on our abdominals. And we're not necessarily like touching our forearms and touching our quads and stuff, which obviously you could just be retaining a bit of extra fluid there. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's very easy to overanalyze and get in our own heads with weight loss. So. Mm -hmm. Either way, got some solid drops, which I was super happy about. And with that, like weight was dropping each week on average, but across one week, it only dropped from 67.6 down to 67.2. And I was like, yeah, sure, it's 400 grams, but like I want a greater rate of loss than that. So I have just decided to do another slight macro drop. So cut out another 25 grams of carbs, five grams of fat. So that's just brought down my daily macro targets to 140 protein, 200 carb, and 40 grams of fat per day. So just over a hundred calories there. 
but it's been so simple. All I did was just slightly manipulate my fruit portions at breakfast, lunch, and my afternoon meal. Hardly even noticed that extra 25 grams of carbs is missing, which is really good. And yeah, five weeks down, about five weeks to go and aiming for around 64 kilograms at the end of this diet minimum. And another five weeks to lose just over two kilograms should be, should be pretty doable. So yeah, it's been pretty smooth sailing so far. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. Yeah, would you say you've experienced any negative side effects? Hmm, I'm definitely feeling hungrier than I was five weeks ago. Not like unbearable significant hunger, but like, yeah, I could eat. But it's usually in the afternoon after I've had my first two biggest meals of the day. And then by my third meal, I'm usually pretty ready for it and certainly looking forward to it and looking forward to dinner. It's like usually 6 p.m. on the dot each night that I'm usually heating up the frying pan. <laughs> Does anyone else do that? Like in dieting phases where like you have a specific time of your meals and you know, you're like, I, I just, I want to hold myself to not starting to cook my meal any earlier than this time. Like this is mm. the earliest I will let myself eat. Yeah, I was certainly like that, mm. but uh, I'm a lot more flexible now. Mm. Well, if anything, I have to make sure that I eat at a certain time because otherwise I'll push it back later. So yeah. it's kind of the reversed in a, a gaining phase. That's what I've noticed. Cause uh, you know, for the past over a year, we've kind of both always had dinner at 6 PM and now I'm there in the kitchen at exactly 6 p.m. starting to make my dinner you're still working and I'm like Jack come on it's dinner time <laughs> mm. I have also noticed that you've on my perception probably the only thing I've seen change other than body composition is just energy levels um, towards the end of the day yeah I definitely kind of just want to oh, just lay down and read or just kind of chill out in the silence <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah but you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm experiencing any like significant negative effects by any means. I think just everything that's normal. Great thing is that with my training, training performance is still definitely there. Like I haven't lost any strength by any means, which should be the case. Like you should certainly not be losing strength after just losing a few kilograms and dieting for a few weeks. But yeah, training performance is going really well. If anything, I actually feel better in the gym like I actually feel more cardiovascularly fit because my resting heart rate and my exercising heart rate have actually significantly gone down since I started dieting and that is a normal part of metabolic adaptation when you go into an energy deficit your body does try to conserve more energy and a huge part of that is it actually will reduce the amount of beats that your heart makes per minute but it's actually been a hell of a lot more comfortable for me, especially during my training sessions when I'm doing like big compound movements. Because before, if I would go in there and I would do something like a Bulgarian or an RDL, I would just be absolutely gassed. Like not just after the exercise, I would feel quite exhausted, but it was like the anticipation for the exercise as well. Like my heart rate would be climbing before I'd even done the lift. And that was actually quite unpleasant. If you've got a heart pounding in your chest at 130 beats per minute before you've even started a set of lunges, 
it's it's almost I can almost confuse that for a bit of anxiety like it just does not feel very pleasant in the slightest but luckily now like (laughs) it's actually really nice feeling somewhat calmer and just more just collected before my sets it's like I've got the same mindset of yes I can do this this is lightweight I'm going to lift this but my heart isn't pounding out of my chest so if anything I would rather have it this way but yeah prior to dieting my resting heart rate was around 61 beats per minute which is normal sinus rhythm (laughs) if they say that 60 beats per minute is normal sinus rhythm anything below 60 beats is like bradycardic but ever since i've dropped my calories my resting heart rate has decreased by 12 beats per minute so you know add that up every minute of every hour of every day that's quite a few calories there in itself and that's just during the day at night you know my heart rate used to be around 52 beats now it's 40 beats per minute as well so body's certainly trying to conserve energy for sure Mm. yeah one of the mechanisms of metabolic adaptation Mm. right there yeah but luckily like my training it's still going really well and um, i plan to keep it that way but something that i have noticed is that obviously eating less carbohydrates during the day just having lower glycogen stores like during my workouts i can still lift the same weight for reps and you know same form and everything but i'm just not feeling that same pump during my exercises and it's almost as if not feeling a pump is not allowing me to feel somewhat of the same stimulus and that too got me thinking in that it's not uncommon for people to say like, oh, I'm losing the connection and I'm losing the stimulus with my exercises when they have less carbs in them and less food in them. And maybe that's why people then say, oh, I'm, I'm losing strength throughout a dieting phase. Like I, I can't lift the same amount of weight because I, I don't feel it as much. So because they're purposely trying to chase that pump and that stimulus, that's why they will take weight off the bar or they will drop the weight on the machine or on their dumbbells so that they can perhaps do higher volume training they can do a few more reps they can really be trying to chase that pump Mm. but i purely think it's just a matter of you're used to being filled to the brim with carbs and you've got high glycogen stores as a result you're retaining more fluids so yes when you're doing something like a hip thrust you're going to get a nasty pump and you're going to majorly feel your glutes but it's a whole different story if you cut your carb intake in half. But if you film yourself and you're doing the exact same form and you're lifting the same weight for the same number of reps, but you don't feel it as much, would you argue you're still getting the same stimulus there to the muscle? Yeah, I think people really overemphasize stimulus even when they're in a surplus. Like a frequent discussion I have with my clients is them using like a lack of sensation or saying, oh, I don't feel this exercise as good as this other one, or I went up in weight and now I don't feel it as much. Often my answer is, okay, what does your form look like? If their form is good, then I don't really care that much about this, what the perceived stimulus is. Because again, it's that word perceived, like it's what you are perceiving it. That doesn't mean your muscles aren't actually being stimulated. Mm. And... I recently listened to this episode. I know you listened to it with Coach Kasim and Steve Hall from Revive Stronger. And Kasim used this analogy of 
sure we could get someone to do some squats on a BOSU ball or on a Pilates ball. And sure, that's going to give your quads a nasty stimulus. It's going to be super difficult. But does that mean it's a good exercise for hypertrophy? Not at all. And I think often people use that excuse with like, especially RDLs. They want to get that nice hamstring connection mm. um, or in, in you can apply it to any exercise really. But I guess I'm of, of the argument. I know another, another of other prominent coaches would of the argument as well that the stimulus doesn't need to be uh incredible for every single mm. rep of every single set yeah you have to trust that the muscles are still doing their job mm. like if you are still doing an rdl with great form lifting the same weight but you're not feeling it as much in your hamstrings and glutes compared to prior like you have to trust that obviously your hamstrings and glutes are still being recruited. Otherwise, mm. how the hell are you lifting that weight? It's not yeah. just your back. Yeah. Whereas if you did an RDL, but you were getting a lot of knee flexion, your upper back was maybe rounding, uh, then that would be an indication that combined with maybe a lack of sensation that, okay, you, you need to tidy that up. You need to involve less knee flexion, keep your knees uh, at the same angle throughout the lift, etc. Mm. Yeah, it's just something interesting that I've certainly noticed this past week, particularly since going down to 200 grams of carbs and that like, I just, I miss that pump, you know, like it's, it's a great feeling. Everyone loves getting a pump in their muscle groups, but that's why I had to have that honest conversation with you being like, what do I do? And it was like, I was kind of answering my own question. It's that you, you don't change anything with your program. You keep doing everything the same. You just you're not chasing that sensation for these next few weeks because it even have me tempted like oh you know for my rdls because right now i'm doing sets of six to eight with 105 kilograms but i'm not feeling it quite as much as a few weeks ago but still performing it the same and i can still lift the weight and it doesn't feel any more taxing per se but i was like you know should i maybe do a top set to really solidify and keep maintaining that strength, but then consider doing some back offsets to feel it more. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think you could do that, but not for the reason you like suggested. Mm. I think naturally by doing a back offset and doing more reps, like you might get more blood flow to that area and mm. you might therefore feel it more and it would still be a viable means, especially if the intensity is still the same. Mm but not just to do a back offset to make it a lower intensity just so you can feel it more. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so that's been super interesting this past week, but again, not many more weeks to go until I will have higher glycogen stores and getting all the nasty pumps again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what I do find though, interestingly, is it's different for different muscle groups. Like I feel like I'm not getting as good of a pump in like my glutes, but as I lose more body fat off my shoulders, Sometimes like at the end of an upper body workout or like after I've finished all my sets of lateral raises, my shoulders almost hurt. <laughs> like it's almost uncomfortable. And this is a familiar feeling from prep, especially when you're like super lean and you get an upper body pump because just that extra blood flow to an area that doesn't have much subcutaneous fat, it can almost feel a little bit uncomfortable. And that's probably where you hear people say the terms like a skin splitting pump. Yeah, it's almost like your your glycogen stores are beyond depleted. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a unique feeling, that's for sure. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. But I guess in a nutshell, that's basically been my past 
two weeks. Other than that, just we are coming up to the season A shows. Like it's only five weeks away until the first ICN show, six weeks away until the first IFBB show. It's going to be here before we know it. So getting very excited, getting both Kate and Chloe ready for both of those shows. And a lot of my season B competitors, they're starting prep now too for season B, which is super exciting. So it's all happening, man. It's uh, this year. It's gonna be. It's gonna be really strong for our team. So I'm just super pumped. Yeah, me too. I've got two two guys as well, Scott and Alex, who will be doing the first show and uh, the lighter, some of the lighter shows as well. So that'll be awesome as well. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. And let's hope by April the rain's completely passed and we just get that beautiful April weather. Mm. Yeah, it's not good for tan to be to be in the rain. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Especially at the ICN Sunshine Coast venue, you know, mm. usually where we are out there, like it's nice and sunny. There's not even a roof over some parts of it, which last year was amazing to actually be warm. You know, we were just sitting out there like lizards just getting really veiny. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, Jack, how's your past two weeks been? It's been good. It's been uh, boring, but in a good way. Boring in the sense that it's been very predictable and nothing new or exciting has really happened. Training's been going very consistently. And yeah, I think like I, I check in with my coach, AJ, each week, uh, just like my uh, clients check in with me. And he usually starts off with saying a fairly similar thing each time, which is, another bore like something along these lines which is like another boring week and that's kind of the reality of the phase that you're in right now the goal is to not be doing anything new or exciting because that's like new and exciting is good in the gym like you're achieving achieving new loads or new progressions or better technique but there shouldn't be any crazy new variables introduced like we know that we need to get better at training and continue to uh, get stronger know to continually eat enough and and be consistent with nutrition, which is very easy. Mm. Know to sleep well, reduce stress, uh, and so on and so forth. So it's quite easy for me to tick those boxes every single day. Doing it for so long now, it's it's quite effortless, really. Uh, the hardest part of that is probably the training and just not getting to the gym by any means. I don't really ever have to like pick myself out of bed to get to the gym. It's more so just the continued effort of very high intensity training does does get to me, and I think more so in the term of anxiety like mm. i get those uh, pre-session nerves which just aren't very pleasant and that's yeah the same as what i even used to get as a kid like prior to a soccer game i always used to to get nervous or prior mm. to a, a running race etc but you know what i say what? if you're nervous it means you care <laughs> yeah no that's entirely right if i i think the only time i wouldn't be nervous is like for a deload or yeah, even in prep, like I probably get even more nervous because it the it, it goes up in mm. difficulty and the pressure's on to retain the numbers. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost as if boring for a bodybuilder is synonymous with consistent and ticking the boxes. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and you even got asked this question of like a few days ago or something. You did a Q&A poll on your Instagram and someone asked you, what's the hardest part about prep and the improvement season and you said along the lines of training for both mm. yeah i did well in prep it's the hardest part because you're very low energy it's a very vigorous form of exercise uh, physically and mentally and then in the off season you have more energy but you still the, the pressure's on to then perform and, mm. and progress 
and while I enjoy it, like I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it, that would just be silly. I would do another form of activity, probably play like a team sport or might do, I don't know what I would do actually. I would probably do lifting still, but just more recreationally. I wouldn't kind of put pressure on myself to, to perform and to always try and progress. Would you take up something like CrossFit? Mm, probably not. It's too cardiovascular. No, but you, dude, you used to play soccer. You've got the heart. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's about whether I enjoy it though or not. <laughs> I could see you as a CrossFit athlete. Mm. They're pretty badass. Maybe. I think I would probably just do a lot of, I don't know, pumpy style <laughs> workouts or who knows. I think though, like I enjoy pushing myself, obviously, and that's usually why like by the end of a deload, I'm very ready to get stuck back into training again. But yeah, out of this past two weeks, I did see the physio again, uh, Scott, and I hadn't seen him for about six weeks, I think. For those who are new, like I'm seeing him in relation to my knee at the moment, which is causing me some grief. That's been going on since about... August, but I think we kind of turned over a new leaf in a sense this session because we I actually did a squat session with him, which was really beneficial. And we realized that my hip positioning in the squat and my foot positioning was making me bias my left quad a lot more, which therefore put more pressure on my knee. So we've refined my positioning a little bit in the in the pressing movement to like across like leg press and squats and when I transition back into hack squats, pretty much everything. So I actually utilize my left glute in the in the pressing patterns now and therefore that'll kind of take pressure off the knee. So yeah, I it was very interesting like going back to safety bar squats because I was doing like 130, over 130 kilos quite comfortably and I did 100 kilos and basically went to failure with 30 kilos less. And that was purely because it's a new kind of uh, skill. It's a new neurological patterning that I have to learn. And I just really wasn't used to incorporating my glutes to that, or my left glute in particular on that side. So it's gonna take some getting used to, but once I do get the hang of it, I should be stronger than ever. And uh, hopefully without as much knee pain and actually build some bigger hamstrings as well or that that area around the uh the posterior chain which i mean my quads are probably stronger than my hammy so that'll be good to um to see some improvements there yeah without a doubt well i'm so glad that you guys are a team and have been detectives at this for quite a while now and then finally Mm -hmm. figured it out what is it maybe that that student physio was right all along you know back in the day when he said you got weak glutes and then he said should i do some hip thrusts and he said what's a hip thrust (laughs) Mm. yeah i mean we actually talked about that and like we i was telling scott that oh there's not actually a a noticeable size difference between my left and right glute and he said yeah because your glute max strength is good and it's proportionate between each side but it's more so your i guess glute med or abductor strength which isn't particularly that good Mm. um which is i guess must be more so incorporated in the squatting patterns yeah without a doubt well, man, I just hope that this is the road to uh, strong knees and no niggles and really heavy hacks. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> I mean, it's good that I that my quads are, I guess, from a physique standpoint, probably stronger than my hammies anyway. It mm. means I, I don't feel as much pressure to to get back into it like right away. And also, I can still leg press at 100%, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about body composition? How's How are things going there? 
Yeah, it's okay. It's I'm definitely getting softer and softer as the months go on, which is expected. Like nothing, nothing drastic, but it's creeping up over time. My midsection always stays, I mean, relatively tight. Um, compared, it's interesting because if I have a pump and I have like after a gym session, like I can manipulate my core quite well. So it almost kind of looks that looks like I have I'm a lot leaner in my core than I am. Whereas at rest, like right now, I'm sitting at a desk. Um, I haven't really moved much all day. <laughs> Just chilling. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of uh, doesn't look quite the same, which is very, very normal. We can't always look the same as we do in the gym. But I think definitely my abdominal control, I've done vacuums for years and I can, can tense and stretch them in posing quite well. Like that definitely gives the illusion in progress photos that it's leaner than it is. Um, so yeah. Not too much longer until I do until I do a mini cut. Um, probably another two-ish months, just mm-hmm. over two months um, after our holiday in Bali, and that'll be good timing. Yeah, boy, that's just coming up. Can't wait. Yeah, well, you'll definitely be very ready. Like, like not just physically, but mentally. It sounds like you're approaching that where you're really getting that itch to like, yeah, I kind of want to strip a little bit back now. Mm, yeah, every meal is a bit of a chore to eat the mm-hmm. last few mouthfuls like <laughs> you you'll know that whenever i finish a meal it's you'll hear hear about it that's for sure <laughs> and i go oh jack it's a tough life eating chocolate cake <laughs> mm-hmm. just a disclaimer i don't eat chocolate cake but... it's it's a nutritious protein cake with lots of cocoa powder mm. <laughs> basically a chocolate cake in my eyes <laughs> yeah in your eyes well, you're specialized how much are you weighing right now i'm weighing about 89 and a half so I'll probably get to uh, about 92 before cool. before I mini cut. And then just food stayed the same this past week with you and AJ? Or are you, are you, have you reached a point yet where you feel like, you know, you're really having to start to push food more because your body's fighting back? Or are you just still in no. a pretty slight surplus? Yeah, I'm in this very steady surplus. I think because my steps have decreased so much with my knee, like I do maybe five, 6,000 steps a day now, which is half what it was. I've just been able to cruise on the same macros. Mm. That's been good. Lowering your steps so much, like, have you noticed any difference compared to when you walked more in your recovery and just how you go into each training session? Like, do you feel more refreshed or is it kind of the same? It's about the same. I would say that maybe for my leg days, I probably a little bit more favorable, maybe more so in terms of the recovery, but not the performance, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm recovered earlier, but I still perform the same. Mm. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. Great. Well, that's me. Let's uh, end on something that we want to improve this week. Okay. This next coming week, I want to improve upon just getting kickstarted with one of our business adventures. Uh, we do have some more oversized tea ideas in the pipeline and we need to get together with our graphic designer and design what's going to be on our next oversized tea, which we are super duper excited about and boy i just um i'm really excited to see the finished product because i know that you and i have been planning this for a long time and brainstorming for it and i think it's gonna look really really cool once it's done yeah if you like bodybuilding and you're in australia then i think this will be a suitable t-shirt for you (laughs) absolutely an oversized man and it's starting to get colder here too you know so that they should be out by the time like you know 
April, May, when it starts to get into the cooler months, and a lot more people are starting to wear more clothing in the gym, mm. not so much just, you know, stringers and sports crops, because brr. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, Jack, what do you want to improve this week? I want to get into a bit more rhythm with my story posting on Instagram, because that's, I guess, for lack of a better word, like it helps motivate me posting things and I get positive reinforcement from it and it makes me a bit more productive like it's interesting it makes me more productive other people it makes them less productive like posting stuff on Instagram for me it's the opposite so just want to get into a more consistent rhythm of doing something like once a day at at the very least on my stories which will usually be training Um, but yeah that'll be a good good thing to start back up yeah can't wait to see it cool well Thanks for listening, everyone, if you made it to this point. Uh, A little reminder that if you did reach this point, hopefully you can rate us, or we're deserving of five stars in your eyes, uh, reaching, what is it, like about 30 minutes. Uh, So if you are on Spotify or iTunes, uh, it's quite easy to do. On Spotify, you just tap the five-star rating or the the star rating that we have. I think it's like 4.9 at the moment, and then you tap the fifth star. And (laughs) then on iTunes, you just scroll down on the app on our page and it will come down to the rating system but we always appreciate the ratings especially on spotify which is more recent we've got a few stacking up now which is excellent but again if you enjoyed you can repost it onto instagram tag myself tag tierra tag tbd and uh, we'll see you guys again next week for a q a